folks, welcome to Follow the Leader, a podcast focused on telling character-driven stories through the use of GM-less tabletop games where we can all take the lead. You can find us on Twitter and Tumblr at FDLcast. Today we're playing Karma by Gareth H. Graham. For those of you who are new to this game, here are the basics. Karma is a narrative story creation game about people surviving in difficult circumstances, where the goal is to tell and partake in amazing stories with your friends. It is part theater, part storytelling, and part role-playing game. Unlike traditional role-playing games, Karma focuses on collaborative storytelling rather than having one player function as the game master. In Karma, <laughs> in no. Karma, everyone will contribute equally to the telling of the story by acting out scenes and role-playing them with the other players. Could you say potentially that someone might, you know, not take the lead, but everyone could take the lead? Whoa! Maybe? What a concept, right? Potentially. <laughs> There is also no winner or loser in Karma. The prize is an amazing, dramatic story that you and your friends will remember for a long time to come. I'm Kales, and you can find me at Citadel of Swords on Twitter, and my pronouns are they, them. Playing with me today, we have... Hi, my name is Mab. You can find me on Twitter at LittleLadyMab, and my pronouns are she, her. Um, hi, I'm Han. You can find me on Twitter at Mercutios, and you can find the games that I write at gumroad.com slash Mercutios, and my pronouns are they, them. Um, I'm Alex. You can find me on Twitter at KismetNemesis, and my pronouns are they, them. Uh, hi, I'm Dora. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at HarpyDora, and my pronouns are also they, them. Uh, our lines, which are things we absolutely do not want to see, are homophobia and transphobia, racism, sexism, violence against children and animals, sexual assault, domestic violence or intimate partner violence, attacks by dogs, and an unwanted pregnancy. Our veils, which are things we're fine with addressing but we'll just fade to black on, are steamy situations and graphic descriptions of bodily harm. Now that we've got all that, let's get started! heart eating fall on the graphic depictions of bodily harm well you can say it but don't describe it yeah okay but don't be like and then this viscous fluid just flowed all over her hand and blah 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 blah. thank you so one of the cool things about uh karma is it comes with different playsets kind of like how uh, some other games like Follow do. Um, but Karma gives you a kind of toolkit to create your own playset. And we actually did this because we wanted to play as lady demon hunters in a pseudo-Victorian era. Um, so we created our own playset for this. And uh, playsets include things like character archetypes, character relationships, and uh, a set of world building and character building questions uh, that we ought to go through. So the description that we have for our playset is uh, something stalks the streets. There are whispers of demons hunting poor, unfortunate souls. Anyone might fall prey to them, rich or poor, young or old alike. It's our job to stop them. So, um, yeah, we have um, a set of world building questions that we have to go around the quote unquote table and answer. And um, Mab, if you don't mind reading off the first one and answering it. 
Yeah. Uh, the first question that we have is, what are the signs of the demon infestation? And I think one of the best signs is that there are no signs of the demon infestation unless you know where to look and what to look for. So um, those who have been, quote unquote, initiated into the demon hunting um, know the different uh, signs and um and aspects of it, but the layperson doesn't quite know. They'll know that something is wrong, but they won't know. They'll just think like, oh, they were such a nice person. You know, as you hear on all the news clip these days, I never would have guessed until he goes off and starts eating hearts like a demon. No offense to Dawn, who does eat hearts. <laughs> she's she's not offended easily. <laughs> hmm. Next question is... How are demons coming into our world? And I think that the way this is actually a good question for me to answer, huh? Um, so I think the way that they come into our our world, your world, is <laughs> um, <laughs> is that I think that like there are cracks in reality, um, and I think that those cracks are opened by human intent like human intention but like not necessarily conscious human intention um and so like demons can slip in through those cracks in in sort of the the walls between realities okay how long have the demons been able to come to our world um i think that they've been able to come through for a very long time um, and they've sort of been walking around making deals, eating hearts, um, without us noticing or knowing for a very long time. It's only recently that it started to be, like, attacks, which I put in air quotes, um, as opposed to just them blending in and... It, it it almost feels like it's only recently that they've started, like, hunting for sport as opposed to, like, doing their jobs. Mm. Mm. Okay. So, are there other forms of magic at work here? Uh, I think definitely, yes. Like, I think that the way magic works in this world is sort of the way that, like, science did a while back. Like, there's some things that we figured out, but we don't exactly know why they work. Um, like, so there are some spells that some people can do, and I think, like, specifically, like, um, there's, like, you can definitely, like, curse objects and stuff like that. So, like, I don't know, maybe there's, like, a larger sort of pattern that, like, the world kind of, like, or, like, a larger set of rules that that the world works on, but nobody has really, like, codified and written them down yet. There's just some things that's like, oh, you know, if you throw salt to your left before you go on an ocean voyage then you'll get one day of good wind and it's like nobody knows why that happens if that makes sense yeah mm -hmm. yeah what do the demons victims all have in common there's the obvious they've all tried to make a deal with the demon but physically maybe there's some sort of brand that that they get that kind of marks them as having been dealing with demons that only the the initiated know to look for. Um, and the last question is, are we able to spot the demons on sight, or have they been reported to blend in? Uh, they definitely blend in fairly well. Um, they'll make themselves known to people, to their 
quote unquote victims to their mm, partners that you're going into business with deals, you know, whatever, whatever those other people are called. And um, like they'll they'll just otherwise just kind of like walk around plain as people and um, it will uh, you don't really know that it's them until it's too late or until you again know what to look for. So the next part of uh, the playset is we all create our characters, um, and each character has a name, obviously um, a role picked from the roles listed in the playset, um, a description, a virtue, and a vice. Um, so if we want to start, start at the top, uh, let's introduce our characters. All right, so um, I'll be playing Xu Lupe um, and uh, uses she, her pronouns. The role that she has is soul bound to a demon. Her description is uh, she has a very imperial bearing, pinned straight black hair and dark eyes. First generation on new soil after family left the mainland. Uh, she's silent and still and extremely skilled in what she does. Also, she's terribly blunt and rather cold and has a hard time terming anyone as quote-unquote friends. Um, she is a, well, I would say she's a demon hunter, then we just said at the top that they're all demon hunters, mostly. That's what she does. Um, and her virtue is measured, but her vice is vengeful. All right. So I am playing um, a single plucked note at the crack of dawn. Um, she goes by dawn. She is, <laughs> she's a demon who hunts other demons, at least, you know, right now. Um, and the description I have for her, she is, well, first of all, she's also, she's bi-gender, so she switches between she, her, or he, him. Um, kudos to Kavi for coming up with that sort of convention, because why would demons understand human gender? They don't. Um so he is chaotic, mercurial, and sharp-grinned, quick hands and a quicker tongue. He's a fiddle-playing crossroads demon. Um, so basically, like, devil went down to Georgia, except the devil wins every time, and then she eats your heart. Um, she has straight red hair, sharp, freckled face, a slim frame, but, like, super strong because she's a demon. Um, she dresses like she's coming straight out of the turn of the 20th century. So, like, either dresses with, like, petty, uh, like a bunch of petticoats or, like, a shirt and trousers with suspenders and, like, practical boots. She's played by Abigail Harrington, who's very pretty. Her virtue is courageous and her vice is um, rash. Okay, cool. Um, so... I'm going to be playing Annabelle Lee. Um, the archetype I have is that she's the survivor of a demon attack. Um, she's got uh, black hair. She, like, messily cuts off herself and, like, usually has a pen behind one ear and is, like, complete cloud cuckoo lander. Um, has a tendency to speak in circles and riddles and gets excited about things that other people don't necessarily understand. Um, she's very good at what she does, which right now is build weapons and gadgets. Um, she probably would be very good at flying if there was a, uh, a plane around that she could use. Um, uh, she's still haunted by the attack, which took her two partners from her. Um, Aww. her virtue, damn, I'm sorry, Mab. Um, her virtue is measured and her vice <laughs> is vengeful. <laughs> <laughs> womp womp. My turn? Yeah. All right. So I'm playing Lustrum. Um, he uses she or they pronouns, probably mostly she here. 
Um, and she is the retired veteran archetype. Um, she is not actually like that, like old. She's she's just like you know, and like a you know, a, adult. But she retired to be with her wife Mazarin, who was like it's too dangerous to do demon hunting. So she's like a very smiley, goofy, um, uh, you know, Korean East Asian woman. She's based off of um Kim Dayan. Um, she is, uh, laid back, but curious and enthusiastic. Um, and I think here she has, like, a knack for finding things. Um, and she makes her living, like, mudlarking, fishing, and, like, has, like, a little, like, antique store. Um, her virtue is courageous, and her vice is boastful. So it's not exactly the same, but... (laughs) I love her. I love my wife! Thank you, I... She loves you, too. Yay! <laughs> also, she has blonde hair. So I'll be playing Louisa Lipson. Uh, she uses she/her pronouns, and uh, her archetype is the newly initiated. Um, and she's short with long brown hair that she usually keeps in a smart bun. Uh, she wears glasses, is usually lost in thought and bad at hiding it. Uh, she tends to dress very practically, and is often wearing clothing smudged uh, with dirt or other things. Uh, she has dark brown eyes that almost match her hair and an olive complex- complexion. Uh, she likes tinkering things, especially things that catch fire or go boom. Uh, her virtue is measured and her vice is cowardly. <laughs> Everyone's measured or courageous. <laughs> I love it. It's fine. It's fine. We're, uh-huh. we're pseudo-Victorian. You've got to be one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> there are only two genders. <laughs> measured and yep <laughs> courageous yep oh i was gonna say last time like in terms of dressing like where's like men's victorian clothing like you know like vest like jacket whatever but has like a women's style like updo nice she, she's gotta wear pants because she's wading through the mud all the time are we doing victorian era quote unquote it was mostly because i read a book that was victorian demon hunting okay and the book was awful so i wanted to spite it so um i thought we were in the present day okay uh, that was not clear just just scale just uh just uh time travel back with uh dawn's fashion even more cool <laughs> i thought it was i mean it could be like you know modern victorian if we wanted what does that mean? I was like, what just, like, We can Victorian? just... It's like Victorian, just, but people have cell phones. I don't know. Like steampunk? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Cursed. Podcast over. Bye. Uh, no, that's good, because, like, Dawn came out of a game that was set in, like, the 1890s, so I could just scale that back a few years. Yeah, I was gonna say, I mean, like, if anything, like, turn of the century makes sense. Um, so, mm-hmm. like, you know... End like, of the Victorian era. Yeah, 1890s, mm. 1900s would, yeah. would be valid. End of Victorian, start of Edwardian. Yeah. Ugh, these millennials. <laughs> God. I know it's not the millennium, but you know what I mean. The next thing that we have to do is we have uh, character building questions. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to ask a question and go around and each of our characters answer it. Starting with, why did you decide to start hunting demons? It might sound cliche, but that is the way of things is the best answer. Vengeance, another. I didn't decide to do so much as what needs must. Yes. And I had to. Sorry, my cat. (laughs) Your cat is perfect. 
Um, why did I decide to start hunting demons? So, um, there's a big bat out there, and I owe that fucker a debt that I'd rather not pay. Namely, remanifesting a heart that I devoured years ago isn't very fun, and I would like to avoid it. Honestly, valid. <laughs> it's not fun. Are you just gonna, like, spit it up, going, Bleh! here's that heart? <laughs> I don't know exactly what the process is, and I'm not going to describe it, because that's a veil, but it's not pleasant. <laughs> it involves viscous fluids. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Again, Jade's not even here. We can't talk about viscous fluids. <laughs> we'll do it in memory of them. In memory of them. Like, they're dead. They're not dead. They're fine. They're playing D&D. They're okay, but they died. But they died. <laughs> okay. Uh, why did you decide to start hunting demons? A group of them attacked my block and stole the lives of people I care about. I'm seeking revenge. So the reason that Lustrum started hunting demons is it's exciting. You never know what you're going to get. Just like mudlarking. Sure, it's dangerous, but what's life without a little risk? Oh my god. <laughs> I love her! <laughs> I'm changing my relationship with Lustrum to- No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> to wife. No. <laughs> no, that's my relationship with Lustrum. Contempt. <laughs> <clears throat> um... My friend, uh, Alan Oglethwaite, was gruesomely murdered. The local constabulary said that the case was unlikely to be solved, but after I began investigating, I discovered the existence of demons. Now, I'm looking to avenge my friend's death and keep deaths like it from happening again. I literally oh, just whoops. thought this was you telling an anecdote. And I was... <laughs> like, I've read your answers, but I was still just like, okay, okay! <laughs> It was just so matter of fact. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Okay. All right. Next question. Uh, so question number two is, what brought you to the city? Do you live here or are you new? The scent of quarry brought me here. I'm neither new nor familiar, but perhaps it is the gun on my back that makes my presence more bearable. She's a gunslinger. She fights with a gun. Just good. I fucking love. I fucking love her. I love her. Um. So I don't exactly live anywhere, or you know, de- like there's demons don't have a home. Um. I'm here because someone here has what I want, and they owe me a debt. Um. I've lived here for several years now, having moved for work with my partners, my work, and also their work. Um. And here I'll stay. It's become home. Um, I live right near here with my wife, Nazar, and I've lived in the area my whole life, and she's the best thing I ever found washed up on the shore. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. We went full cheese this morning. We were looking up, like, lesbian wedding memes on Pinterest. Oh my goodness. (laughs) That's extremely valid. (laughs) I'm gonna try to read this in a character voice, so that way you don't think I'm talking about my dead friend, Alan. (laughs) No, it's okay. I know Um, now. I realize now. (laughs) Um, I've lived here for most of my life. My family moved here when I was young enough that I don't remember anything else. All right. Question number three. Do you believe this infestation is part of a larger plot? Why? Not so much. It will become one if we are not careful. A dam that leaks will become a flood, but it is not the way of water to make it so. One thing begets another, and the break is just a natural occurrence that must be stoppered if we do not want the worst to happen. 
Okay, so my problem here is that I've I've written Don's answers in a in so she has an extremely thick Irish accent that I can't do, but I have written in sort of the accent, and now please, I have to translate. Please, just once, just once. No, I can't. No. I literally can't. Um, <laughs> so demons have been slipping through the cracks as long as there have been demons, but usually only the wily ones like me can fit through them. Something's opening wider doorways and poaching my meals out from under me, and I'm not happy about it. If it was part of a larger plot, wouldn't have someone have made a bigger move by now? Wouldn't these attacks stop being random? Which is what it feels like. If anything, this is just the hounds of hell playing with their food. Kales, I definitely did think you were just talking. <laughs> this is how I actually feel, too, though. Mm. <laughs> okay, fair. All right, Lustrum says... Maybe? I've been out of the game a little while, so. <laughs> I like that Lustrum says. <laughs> oh my goodness. I don't know much about the ways of demons, but I do know about Occam's Razor. Is it more likely to believe that there are just dozens of unconnected murders that happen to be like what demons do, or is it more likely someone is controlling the demons? I really I really love the the disparity between you guys being like, I'm here for revenge and demons, and then Lustrum's just like, I'm here to have a good time. <laughs> right. I love Lustrum so much. Listen, someone here has to have a positive outlook on life. Um, mm-hmm. That's also not just eating the hearts of the living. Um, Rude. Annabelle did. Did? Yeah. Lupe never did. She's just... <laughs> she's just... <laughs> dark um question four are you a practitioner of arcane arts that my heart still beats some might consider arcane or divine depending on which side of the barrel of my gun you're on but it is not a practice i actively take to agreements with demons simply result in such things Don says, uh, <laughs> the arcane arts are for humans who want easy power. What I do is at the core of my being, the way plants make air and fire makes heat. Besides, I'm just a damn good fiddle player. Nothing arcane about it. Annabelle says, I dabble <laughs> on occasion. <laughs> um, Lustrum says, just enough to know when objects are cursed and when there's traps in front of me most of the time. I tend to be pretty lucky, though. Louisa says, no, they're unpredictable and finicky. Science is my weapon of choice in this fight. It's reproducible, quantifiable, and reliable. Black powder will explode every time. An incantation will fail if you mispronounce a vowel. What a nerd. Checkmate, ad- atheists. <laughs> Listen, I'm really glad that Lupe can go to you for gunpowder. I wasn't even thinking about that at the time, but you're right. Um... Uh, So number five, when this is taken care of, do you plan to move on? I was dying when I started down this path, and I imagine that she will leave me much in the same state as when she found me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. You have to ask Dawn about that. Do I plan to move on? I plan to do what I always do when this business is over. Time don't work for me like that. Do I plan to move on? As long as part of this city still stands, I'll be here. Lustrum says, definitely. It took a lot to convince Maz to let me do this at all. I need to get back to her. Louisa says, I will go where I'm needed. If that means moving on, I'll do it. If that means to, if that, bleh. if that means moving on, I'll do it. If there's more to be done here, I'll stay. The important part is preventing what happened to my friend from happening to others. So the last thing that we uh, that we had to do is we had to decide. Um, there's a list of uh, relationship types uh, that our characters can have with each other, and so we have to have relationships with the other characters in the game. 
Um, so if we would like to describe our relationships with each other. All right. So, um, Lupe's relationship with Dawn is that she owes Dawn a life debt in as much that if you guys haven't put it together yet, she's soul bound to Dawn. They're kind of, you know, working together on a vengeance plot. Um, with Annabelle and Lustrum, she is tensely cordial. Mostly she is tensely cordial with everyone that she meets. And Louisa, she sort of views as a strange little protege. Um, and uh, doesn't quite know what to think of Louisa, but hey, gunpowder. And she's eager enough, so yay, thanks. I'll take this, gunpowder. All right. Um, Dawn is friendly with everyone. Um, <laughs> with the added bonus of Lupe owes her a life debt. She's go- she's going to get a snack after all this. Yep. Oh, now I want a snack. Uh, Annabelle, <laughs> Annabelle is uh, tensely cordial with Lupe and Dawn. Uh, loyal to Lustrum. Uh, sort of thinking about that as like a mentor-protege relationship, but uh, Annabelle and I both prefer to think of uh, her as being loyal to Lustrum instead of viewing her as a mentor figure. And then she's also friendly with Louisa because they both like to make things go boom. Okay, so Lestrum uh, yet, you know, sees Annabelle as her protege a, l- a little bit, um, and um, she's friendly with Louisa and friendly with Lupe, no matter what Lupe says, <laughs> um, and uh, is suspicious of Dawn just because Dawn is a demon, but like not suspicious in like a like a deep dark way, just like you're a demon, huh? Hmm. You know, and says that, like, out loud. That's a thing, huh? Huh. Hmm. Huh. All right. Um, as far as Louise is concerned, um, she's friendly with uh, both Annabelle and uh, Lustrum. Um, with uh, Lupe, um, she views Lupe as uh, her mentor. Um, and she's suspicious of Dawn because, you know, Dawn's a demon and... Uh, She's willing to, you know, not try to kill Dawn because Lupe seems to trust her, but, you know. You're on thin fucking ice, buddy. Yep, Uh exactly. So now that we've got our characters and our setting, uh, we can start playing. And play happens in sets of scenes. So there are different, uh, there are three scene types. There's... Um, we have our opening scenes, which is where we kind of, like, frame how our characters got to be here. <clears throat> and they're, like, solo scenes. Um, there's the scenes that are, like, the meat of the play, um, which are cool because, you know, you, you frame the scene and you have, you know, whichever characters in them that you want to have. But also the people who are not in the scene uh, ha- uh, have the ability to throw in a complication, which is where the cool stuff comes in and play. Um, complications require you to roll 2d6, um, and depending on whether or not you roll high enough to, to kind of pass that complication roll, um, will determine whether that complication comes to pass or you overcome it. And you can, um, optionally use, uh, some of your karma pool, which is a, um, pool of dice that you can pull from if you want to add a, uh, positive die to your role to encourage a positive outcome 
then that kind of like shifts your karma pool into the negative. If you want to add a negative die because you think the complication is interesting or fun, that shifts your uh, karma pool into the positive, and this will affect uh, your outcome later because you'd use your karma pool to uh, roll to determine what your uh, epilogue scene is. And so we've got cool little karma trackers that Jade made, uh, made for us from the last session. Um, and karma goes for, from uh, five positive dice to five negative dice. And the sliding scale in between is the number of positive and negative dice that you roll for your outcome scene or for your epilogue scene. Everybody starts at three positive, two negative, and uh, it'll move throughout play generally. Now, let us begin. Lupe's opening scene is not necessarily like we're not going to be full on spaghetti western and she's riding into town or anything like that. She's already there. But um, I think it's definitely a bit of her um, looking through newspapers and uh, seems to be looking for something in particular and uh i think by this point people have picked up a little bit enough on the fact that there are some people who go around solving problems uh tm and not necessarily knowing that they're you know the source of the problems are rogue demons but um you know in, in a way that uh Lupe is enough of a familiar figure with what she does that she can get information from like any police force uh, or things like that uh, to help her invade her investigate aid her investigations. Um, so she, the opening scene is her like pouring through documents and um, looking at uh, I guess old timey photos. They do have like some crime scene photos because no one can move. So it's fine. And um, just kind of like, you know, not putting together a crime board, but seems to be uh, putting together information, at least within her own head, um, underlining things and making notes in margins in um, her little shorthand that she has. And um, basically just kind of like putting the facts together. Okay. So there's basically no rules for this opening. It's just like literally just do an opening. Yeah. It's like doing okay. a solitaire. Cool. Yeah. Wow, now you're speaking my language. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever heard of like firebrands or Oh fuck. Wow. What's wow, what is what's, this game? What what's is that? Have, have you heard of Divine Mundane? Ooh, that sounds like a great game that you should go to uh, gunroad.com slash Mercutios to purchase for yourself. <laughs> um, I'm going to have to leave that in because that was a real good plug. <laughs> thank you. I feel like it was smooth. Um, okay, so I think Dawn's opening um, is you get... Um, we've have we i don't think we've ever done a fucking like tavern scene opening so that's what we're gonna do <laughs> yes. um, yeah yeah so it's just like she she's a she's a rowdy girl she's a rowdy girl um and is like fucking just like on a table in some bar just like going at it um with another fiddler and just like doing the fucking dueling fiddles bullshit um <laughs> yeah and and like 
there's there's like a moment where like the camera slows down um because someone else has entered the bar and it at first glance it doesn't look like anyone like it looks like just a normal person but dawn like freezes and like just basically books it out of there like smashes a bottle to start a bar fight probably and then books it out of there there we go um like out the back door because this is definitely an agent of the person that she owes a debt to who she can't she needs to not be there um so i think that's that's her opening scene is dueling fiddles um so annabelle's opening scene is um probably a week or so after the attack um she's like in bed in her tiny apartment she can't sleep um because she's got a pretty bad case of insomnia now um and finally she just like gives up grabs an old sweater that's like definitely too big for her off the back of a chair goes out to her sitting room clicks a uh probably guess an oil lamp i guess since we're in victorian times um gets a light on and you can see that her entire wall is definitely just a crime wall (laughs) complete with the string and the newspaper articles um and the pictures and she's just kind of staring at it like she like reaches out like she's gonna move stuff um from one place to a different one like she's had like a realization and then she like stops and she goes like in her head she's like now you're just being stupid um but that's how she spends the rest of her night until the sun rises i think for lustra i'm like um she's like at her house and she like goes to the back of her room and like puts like a a, like there's like a chest in the back of the room and she like almost opens it then she like like hold on a second and she goes and grabs like a uh, like a big like piece of cloth, like a curtain or a, or like she just like grabs the comforter off the bed, puts the comforter on, and then dramatically pulls it off the chest. <laughs> um, <laughs> nice. And then opens it up and uh, you know pulls out like her like demon hunting equipment, which I think is just like you know nice sturdy shoes and like some like weird little knickknacks that like look like vaguely arcane and like you know starts putting her hair up and, like, sort of doing her own little, like, dramatically getting ready, like, sequence. <laughs> she's, she's just, like, and it, you know. She, like, and then she looks at herself in the mirror and is, like, one last time. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and then she kind of giggles about it, and I think that that's, that's probably it for her. Um, so I think Louise's opening scene is uh, her in, like, the basement of uh, wherever she's living, let's say she's like sharing a brownstone with with somebody at the moment. She's in the basement and she's cooking up some black powder. Um, I feel like it's she's she's got you know goggles on and she's got her face is smudged with with uh, charcoal and uh, she's looking at an order that uh, Lupe gave her for a certain amount of uh, certain amount of black powder and so she's. Uh, mixing that up now um getting ready for getting ready for what's to come 
so yeah, opening scene, um, I want it obviously with Dawn. Um, and, yeah, of course. Uh, of course. And, um, and I've just forgotten everyone's name. Uh, and uh, Louisa, if you want to be there, like, delivering your order. Um, so, uh, so I think it's just, like, at the little little tiny like house at the edge of town that um lupe is uh renting renting out or anything like that um and uh she's just sitting there and kind of like waiting for everyone else to i say everyone else she only expects two people to show up um which for her is more than enough and uh so um you know like don Don comes in. I don't know how soon after your other scene it is, uh, but it could also mm-hmm. just be like right after you like left the bar and you're like, okay, hey, let's 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 get a move on. Um, but um, so yeah, just just kind of like that, and uh, just having um, a conversation where Lupe is just like, all right, well, here's some information that I found, and what do you think? In your professional opinion, as a demon, what do you think? Dawn is, like, sitting in, she has commandeered, like, one of Lupe's, like, whatever chair is, like, at her desk and, like, has her feet up on the desk and is, like, tipping Mm -hmm. back in the chair. Oh, obviously. Um, Please. Obviously. Um, And she's just, like, my profession, I don't have a professional opinion. Professional opinions don't, we aren't, we don't all operate the same way. That's kind of part of the deal. Like, I'm not... I don't know if you th- do you think if I knew how this worked, I that that fucker would still be alive. That's why I I'm here. He was still alive because he was just stronger than you were and you didn't have the ability to go up against him on your own. <laughs> well, you don't have to say it like that, but yeah. <laughs> that was my professional like to- opinion. <coughs> I'd like to introduce a complication, please. <laughs> um, there's a knock at the door. And mm. if you succeed the role, then it's a uh, local urchin child who uh, <laughs> a ragamuffin, that, a local ragamuffin who knows <laughs> that this is a place to go if uh, they see something weird happening. And uh, if you uh, fail the role, then it is a local ragamuffin who is actually an undercover agent of the person that uh, Dawn is running from. Great. Oh, thanks. All right. Uh, I'm just gonna leave it the way that it is. Yeah, same. Um, well, only yeah, only one of us needs to okay. do the the complication role. Okay. Um, yeah, the person who's seen it is ah, uh, uh, gotcha. Complication role. <laughs> Don't answer my door, Don. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. All right, I just rolled two d six. I've forgotten how to play Karma. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm not adding anything. And... Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> wow! Nice. Reminds me what success. What the f- seven What's and above? The f- seven and above, okay. Yeah, seven and above is success. Everything other than seven and above is a failure. Cool. Yeah, so um, I got a twelve, and uh, so two sixes, baby. Uh, so Lupe just kind of like glares at Dawn a little bit, mm-hmm. and then turns around on her heel and goes to open the door, and then glares down at the little child, and then just goes, "What?" Um, pardon, pardon me, but, but I was told that, that if I needed any help, I could, I could find you. Um, I'm, I'm real sorry, but there's, there's a scuffle and, and something, something's not right. Um, 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll I'll just I'll just get going. I'm sorry. A scuffle? A, y- y- yes, ma'am. Um, but but it 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 ain't a normal scuffle. How is it not a normal scuffle that you can't go get the police to fix it? Uh, one 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 of the one one of the the folks is is on fire. <laughs> she just like Honey. deadpans, turns around, grabs her gun, just says, "All right, let's go put this." And she stops and looks at the little child and goes, "Let's put this person uh, off of fire." Um, she's not going to swear in front of a child. Um, <laughs> I almost said, let's put this fucker out. And I was like, oh, there's a baby child. <laughs> let's not do that. She has some level of decorum. Um, so and she looks back at Dawn and just says, you can stay here if you want. Review the file and see if you think it's the path that we should investigate. I'm going to Oh, I mean, I could ask. I could have told you that it's what we should be investigating. Like, that's definitely what we should be investigating. Um, no, I'm coming with you. Are you kidding? All Let's right. go. Let's go. And scene. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I clapped. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about clapping, too. <laughs> I like clapping. I, al- golf I clap almost... Golf clap. Listen, I almost had Dawn yell, fuck the police, so... <laughs> Good. Why the fuck would you call the police? Okay, it's my scene, huh? Yep. Oh, fuck. Um, yep. I'm trying to think of a good reason for Dawn to go talk to Lustrum. Um, <laughs> because Lustrum's perfect? Me. I mean, yes, but also... <laughs> huh. Like, remind me what, like... Hmm, let's see. Lust- I mean, Lustrum is like a retired, like demon hunter you know mm. might like yeah uh, have they met before i mean we can say yeah sure yeah why not right yeah maybe lustrum like almost hunted you down at one point but then like you're like nah i'm cool uh-huh <laughs> i'm into that so does don just show up at lustrum's door so you knock, knock, fucker. Here I am. Do you actually say that? No, I think she knocks. I can do the foley if you want. Come in. Uh, hey. Oh. Is this is this good time? Bad time? Um, I don't really care either way. Okay. Okay. Cool. Rude, but cool. Uh, can I? Okay. Are they at Lestrum's house? Yeah. Yes. Do you want to be Maz? Is Maz there? <laughs> Yeah. Incredible. Lustrum just having a nice breakfast with her wife. <laughs> or lunch or something. Are they, if they're at the table, Dawn is going to sit down and, like, eat some of their food. So rude, but, uh, uh, how, this is my wife, Mazarin. What are you doing here? Hello? Hi. Uh, I'm Dawn. Nice uh, to meet you. Likewise. She's a demon, but it's cool. It's fine. Babe. Like a cool demon, probably. Listen. Babe. Yeah? So I need your help. Is it with eating someone's heart? Not this time. 
Maz is major side-eyeing both of them right now. <laughs> what are they having for breakfast? Omelets? You're supposed okay. to say kidney? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, God. Yeah, no, she's a rude girl. Um, So she, she like, pulls Lustrum's plate over and just, like, takes, like, a fucking bite of this omelet. And it's just like... What the fuck? <sighs> If you I don't... wanted something to eat, I could have made made you one. No, nah, it's fine. Um, so you know, you you know the we we need to come up with a name for this this guy, this big bad oh, guy. Yeah, that's, a, that's a thing that should probably happen. Um, it can't just be Beelzebub, but also, but also, what if I it was just of... Beelzebub? Um, I also kind of like. I think I think this is the kind of demonry where names have a lot of power. Um, mm. and so like I don't know his name, and that is part of the problem. We just call him the big boy. Yeah, you know the you know um, you know when I told you about big boy a while back. Yeah, listen, I'm not gonna help you if you just keep eating my food. I I was one bite. You'll be fine. Give it back. She like slides the plate back over. Oh, I thought you meant the bite. I know. <laughs> She's just gonna like puke that up now. Great, thanks, you guys. She's gonna be like, "Bleh." You're lu- you're lucky that she's been in the human world long enough to know not to do that. <laughs> um, Imagine the conversations she's had with Lupe, and Lupe is just like, "Fuck you, don't do that." <laughs> Lustrum just takes an even bigger bite and then chokes on it a little bit. <laughs> Steady, no. Uh yeah, so he's been on my ass recently more than he should be. And I've got my girl on things, but she's not she's not working fast enough for me. Alright. So you need my help. Yeah. Like she's working pretty fast, but not fast enough for me to not get devoured by big boys. So like I need <laughs> Yeah, I need your help. I mean are other people besides you getting hurt? Probably. I don't really keep track of that. <sighs> alright. Babe, I I think I have to do this. Um, yeah, alright. Fuck. Sorry, was that- No, you know what? I'm not going to apologize. It's too early in the morning for this. I was just having to try- I was just trying to have a nice breakfast with my wife. Then a demon comes knocking on my door. I'm not going to apologize for swearing. Listen, I think I think this will be my last one for real. Okay. I mean, you know I don't fault you for wanting to do this. I just worry you're not going to come home, that's all. Don't worry. I I always have. I always will. Okay. Dom leans forward over the table and is like, "You know, we could cut a deal about that." No. I do pro- mm? No. Are you sure? Absolutely not. Yeah. I do really nice protection boards. No. 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 <sighs> No deals. I know how your kind do deals. No. What are you talking about your kind? Yeah, Maz, don't be rude. Can that be where the scene cuts? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you're supposed to have a complication, right? Oh, were we? Yeah, I- Do you have uh, to have a complication every scene? Theoretically, but I mean, if if that's where the scene needs to end, that's where the scene needs to end. I mean, it can keep going. I couldn't really think of a good complication to add. Yeah, the thing was, was I was thinking the complication would be Maz, but Ooh. I couldn't figure out how to make y'all ro- roll for that, so I uh-huh. just was like, okay, I think she's just there. 
Mm-hmm. I've got a complication. If you 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 roll, and if you uh, succeed, then the omelet was really good. If if you don't, you get food poisoning. <laughs> oh, who? Oh, it's my roll. That's you. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm. I mean, <laughs> I'm kidding. You don't have to. But... No, I think it's really funny though. I love the sound of confusion. Of like, I mean, I guess. No, I'm just like I'm trying to figure out how a demon gets food poisoning. Um, it was an omelet made by a demon hunter. Yeah, and also, like, I think that, like, sometimes I feel like it's hard to predict when human food will be, like, okay. So, yeah, let's roll for this. I'm rolling for it. 2d6, <laughs> okay. fucker. Awesome. I'm excited oh, about God this. We're professional six. role players. All right. It was a great omelet. <laughs> <Dog>. <laughs> Hell yeah. I rolled a nine. It was That's such nice. a good omelet. So you take some more for the road, just like, thanks. Yep. God damn it. This roll turned out badly for me. Yeah, no, she takes the rest of the omelet, and she also, like, probably, like, I don't know, probably takes some more of your food. I don't know. I feel like... Terrible. <laughs> My first thought was she also eats the plate, but I don't know if that's where we're going. <laughs> she is a goat? Just as a power move. <laughs> I think she could prob like I think she could probably eat whatever the fuck she wants. I mean probably. Yeah. I mean anyone can eat a plate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Alright. Uh whose turn is it? It's my turn. Um I hmm. I sort of want a scene with Louisa. Okay. Cause I want a tinker. Okay. Uh, I want to make some bombs. We can do that. And Louisa's much better at black powder than I am. Like, I'm fair enough, but... Yeah, she's confident enough to make it herself, which is a lot. Yeah, you know, for sure. Because it's not a terribly stable substance. Yeah, so, like, I want to make... Let's make some bombs. All right. Um, I don't know how conversation is going to go in this scene, but I definitely want to just be hanging out and making some bombs. Side note to the FBI listening to us, we're not actually making real bombs. <laughs> just FYI. Yeah, yeah. Just, just in case there was confusion here. <laughs> Everything's just fine. In case you just tuned in and did a, sh- uh, a shift change, we're good. Yeah. Just, <laughs> you know, if, if you've done a shift change, just uh, listen to our podcast and find <laughs> us at FTLcast on Twitter. Um <laughs> Okay. I so. do not want the feds listening to our podcast. <laughs> fuck the police. Um, yeah, fuck the police. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm kidding. Haha. <laughs> okay. I'm not kidding. Go ahead. Um, yeah, so I think Louisa is there and she's uh, wearing a, a nice like leather apron over um, some trousers and a, and a, a work shirt and She's just like, oh, oh, Annabelle. Um, it it's a pleasure to see you. I'm. Uh, I was just uh, cooking up something. Did you want to come in? Yeah. Uh, if you don't mind. And she's wearing like ratty old overalls, got the hair up in like a high bun. Well, it's probably pretty short, but um, yeah, I'm gonna roll with it. I'm gonna say she's got her hair up in like a high bun with like a pen stuck in it. All right. And the big glasses. Oh gosh, so they look they they look very similar in some ways then. They look very similar, but Annabelle's not wearing a leather apron. Yeah. So it's fine. You can still tell them apart. Yes. You can tell them apart because they're palette swapped. Um I mean no, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding. No valid, um, valid, valid. 
yeah, so Louisa, like, leads uh, Annabelle down to the basement and is just, um, yeah, I was just working on some stuff. Um, so sit, sit down, sit down. What, what did you need from me? Oh, I just wanted to mess around a bit if, no, with powder, specifically. <laughs> ah, yes. Um, <laughs> I was a little, a little concerned. Oh, goodness. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that. You're very lovely. Um, anyway, I'm just going to, uh, over here. Um, did you, did you want to, did you want me to try to make you a special blend or did you have anything in particular in mind? Well, um, and she's got like a notebook that she pulls out and like the pages all like unfold because she's been taking notes like a mile long and then taping them into the pages of her journal. You know how you do? Um, she goes, I've been doing some thinking, right, about how we can possibly make these more effective against the Infernal. And so I just was, yeah. I just wanted him to to play around with it a little bit and see what happened. Maybe we could blow some stuff up. Well, I mean, you you know how I feel about that. Just as long as uh as as long as your notes don't include any particular I'm not going to do any sort of incantations over my powder if that's what you're thinking. No? No. No. I wouldn't ask anyone to do anything that they weren't comfortable with. No, this is... If I was going to do that, I'd do it myself, but I'm not going to. I'm thinking about mixing substances and, you know, um, ichor and mercury and the usual. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. I was thinking about including some copper filings. Oh, that would be interesting. Yes, a, a good burn and, you know, something a little extra in case, uh, you know... In case the initial flare doesn't, can do I introduce what it a needs complication? Yeah, sure. Um, I think that like if if you succeed, you have remembered to turn off whatever like experimental equipment ha- was like running. But if you fail, you definitely did not. You definitely forgot to like turn it off or like turn the flame down and like something. Something goes boom. Something goes boom in a wrong way. Yeah. Something goes boom in a bad way. I do want to very quickly say that, like, Annabelle is definitely going to ask about magnesium also to try and make a bright flash. Mm. Flash bomb! Let's go! Oh, boy. Um, I... Okay, so how do I... So, wait, wait, wait. How do I add a negative dice here? If you add a negative die, then you roll 2d6 minus 1d6. Okay. And then um, I shift your... I can shift your your pool. Karmic yeah. balance. Because um, that... When I roll with a negative dice, that means that I sort of, like, want the bad thing to happen, right? Correct. Okay. Because I sort of think it would be funny if something went boom. Um, and then that shifts me in a positive direction? Yes. Okay. Um... Negative now means positive at the end. Okay, so minus 1d6. Okay, because I think it would be really great if something went boom. And I got a 4. I would have rolled badly anyway because I had a 2 plus (laughs) 3. So something goes boom. 
And you get to narrate how. So even so, we know something goes boom because it's set up in the complication, but you narrate how things go boom and how you react to it. Okay, so I feel like there was... um, Hmm. How much work does Louisa do with liquids? Because I don't want to like establish anything about your character when I talk about this. Um, I mean, there are there are things that you can do with liquids that that also go boom. Like you know, you've got Molotov cocktails and stuff. So basically, just assume that because this is like you know pseudo turn of the century, everything in her lab is flammable and dangerous, and probably not stored according to OSHA standards. Well, yeah, it's the turn of the century. I'm just, like, thinking that I feel like something bubbles over in, like, a bad way. Um, and, like, hits something that it, like, wasn't supposed to. Um, because it was, like, a beaker boiled over. And there was, like, oh, shit, there was, like, something, like, highly corrosive there. Um, and it's gonna... I... Because I want it to bubble... Boil over, burn through something corrosive, and then hit an explosive? So there's, like, a hissing sound, and then, like, all of a sudden, and then Annabelle's like, oh, fuck, that's not supposed to be happening, right? Nope, 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 uh, okay. we need to go. We need to go. We need to get out. We, we need, need to, to get out of here right now. And Annabelle's gonna grab Louisa's wrist and drag, drag her out. <laughs> yep, yep. And then there's, like, a cartoonish sort of... You, you you hear the explosion and there's like the cartoonish like the windows like are blown out and there's just smoke rising out of the windows of the basement. Annabelle just goes, Well oh dear. Oh dear indeed. Um is this, is that gonna be a problem? Uh we'll wait for the smoke and then like there's another secondary explosion and Louise is just like yeah, maybe. Okay. Um, well, if you want, you can come crash with me for a bit. It's not like I have very much, but it's something, at least, perhaps. I, I think I'd like that, thank you. Okay. I'm sorry. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. Pat, pat. <laughs> She doesn't say that out loud. She actually pats yeah. Louise on the shoulder. Uh, and that scene, I think. Oops. It's my turn, right? Yeah. I feel like we have to start doing some actual legwork now. So, okay. So, like, what's the, the problem so far? Like, there's, like, like we're hunting this specific demon, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The big boy. <laughs> big boy. So, I think, I mean, I think... <sighs> hmm. All right, I want it to be Lustrum and um, and Annabelle because I want Lustrum to be like teaching Annabelle like how to like look for evidence, even though Annabelle probably already knows. <laughs> uh, she does, but she always she likes like adventuring and stuff. It's fine. Okay, so there was that fight, right? With the is that like a crime scene sort of or the scuffle with the uh, person on fire. The one, yeah, yes. the one where Lupe had to go shoot a man on fire. Yes. Yes. I like. I also just like the visuals that these two people are fighting. One of them's on fire. Lupe just walks up, shoots the guy on fire, and then just leaves. <laughs> just like, all right, your problem's taken care of. Bye. All right, bye. I got better things to so do. I think. <laughs> yeah, so I think Lestrum got told about this, 
um, and is like, all right, Annabelle, we're going to go investigate the scene of the crime. Okay. Does that, does that work? Yeah, that's, that's great. Okay. It's fun. I can't wait for these two to be together. Lestrim, all right, so Lestrim's just kind of standing there with her hands on her hips, and she's like, all right, what's the first step? Um, crap, I have to think about what the first step is. I mean, the obvious first step to me would be examining the body. Yes, that's very, very good. That was out of character, (laughs) but we'll roll with it. It's fine. Okay. (laughs) I mean, is the body still there? Uh, (laughs) complication. The body's gone. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, is there, like, a smoke, like, outline of it on the ground? Like an ash outline? Yeah, there's scorch marks. I mean, (laughs) yeah. So, what if it's just like, yes, that's that's very good. However, the body is not here, so what's step two? Look at the smoke outline of the body. Yes, I mean, there's not always a smoke outline, but yeah, I mean, yeah, we should do that. Yeah, it, you know, there's a, there's a hierarchy looking down of, like, looking at where the person was when they died, maybe. Yes, although we know who the the killer was and we're not actually looking for the killer because it was our good friend Lupe but well yeah we're looking for we're looking for signs of possession and yes. interference by the infernal yes so come over here and then Lustrum like goes over and like crouches down and pulls out a magnifying glass and it's like there's very subtle differences between regular fire and demonic fire so, uh, just just look through and see, and see what you see there. Okay. And Annabelle's going to... What are the subtle differences out of character? Um, I'm not sure. I wonder if there actually are. I was going to say, what <laughs> if... I know I just introduced the complication, but mm-hmm. I'm just going to throw it out there. What if, like, the complication is that, like... You can't see what you can't see the differences through like the materials that you have. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like a good complication, honestly. But we norm, but we normally can. You mean? Yeah, like someone has interfered. What if? Yeah, what if the complication is like someone has interfered with this smoke outline, so you can't see like the signs. Um. So I think Lustrum's just like, all right. So well, I mean, you look, look for still have to roll for it, or did? Oh yes, that's true. Should I roll for it now? Um, yeah. So I mean, like the 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 positive outcome is that you can figure it out, and like the negative outcome is that someone did come and tamper with it. Is how that okay. would go. All right, that's the negative outcome. So the negative outcome is that somebody did come and tamper with it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I think, um, like maybe, like uh, if uh, uh, Annabelle like is like, hmm, I actually can't like see that, and like. Lustrum's like, let me, let me look at it with my expert eye. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, and Lustrum's like, ah, uh, yeah, no, this is uh, this seems fucked up somehow. That's weird. Something got messed up here. That's not good. Uh, well, think about it this way: this is just more evidence that somebody's trying to hide it, right? I mean, yeah. Um, but it would be nice if we could, like, still see what we were looking for. Yeah, that's, that's, that's true. Uh, well, what's the fifth step? I mean, to look around, 
where the body was. No, that's that's the fourth step. The fifth step is we're just gonna like take a little a little bit of a break and and have some snacks. Oh, okay. Snacks sound good. I like snacks. Also, she's like being very self important about all of this, but it's in a very playful way, you know. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's good. It's cute. Also, you gotta take breaks for snacks. Yeah, it's it's important to working. She didn't get enough omelet. Was the problem? Yeah, no. Somebody came and ate her omelet. Somebody. I don't know who. Who'd do such a thing? <laughs> I, I I think that that can probably be seen, right? Yeah, mm. I would say that's probably seen. That's cute, though. That's some good shit. Mm-hmm. I think I want a scene with uh, Lupe and Dawn, maybe, mm. um, because Louisa has to has to tell them that uh, her next delivery of uh, powder is going to be um, delayed. <laughs> a little bit just a bit yeah um and uh she's probably also like covered in soot and stuff because she hasn't had a chance really to to change out of the clothes that she's in she's just taken off her apron and left that at annabelle's place so valid so she finds i'm assuming this is at the place lupe is staying yeah probably i imagine there's probably like a special knock or something I also, yeah, I also want to establish that, like, I think Dawn is eating something in every scene. <laughs> Good. Well, she needs to, you know, her metabolism is probably way different than what she's used to. I mean, also, yeah. These human bodies are so weird. No, they it sucks. And also, like, I don't, but I also don't think she needs to eat, I think. Like, I think she <laughs> just is. She just does. She's just into it. She likes it. Okay. Doria, hit me with that foley. I'm not going to hit you with that foley. Please? No, I'm not. <laughs> Sorry. Hands <laughs> desperate. Please. I can't. I don't have any... Well, I mean, I could knock on a distant wall, but I don't know if it'll... Lou, there's someone at the door. I heard it. Thank you. Welcome. Don't call me Lou. And she just goes and opens the door and looks, looks Louisa up, down, up, back into her face and just goes... What did you do? Um, you know, I was working on things and uh, I have a couple of new formulas I want to try, but unfortunately, um, I will be needing to try those from a- Annabelle's place because I may have a little problem with uh, my location for the time being while the smoke airs out and it becomes habitable for humans again that sound was your uh the your place yeah um i mean dawn's welcome to try to go down there i'm sure that with all of the the sulfur um you know she'd feel right at home pointed look at dawn well that's rude think also you're making bombs to destroy demons it might not be a good idea to send one down there i mean i'm pretty sure all of the explosions are done now let's not test that just because i'm from hell doesn't mean i like how sulfur smells complication yes if you fail there's another explosion i'm sorry louisa i'm so sorry i wanted to coincide right with the uh, the explosion. The explosion should be done now. So if there is, it isn't another explosion. It's just like the explosion should be done now. Boom. Yeah, I'm taking a negative die on this one. I rolled a three. I rolled a three. It's good. It's all good. There's another distant explosion, and 
this isn't if this were the modern day there would be a, you know car alarms going off but it's not the modern day so maybe a horse there's there's, hor- there's horse horses <laughs> uh-huh. a cat screams in the di- in the distance mm-hmm. yeah it's like frau blucher <laughs> yep there's just yep. a wilhelm scream ah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah and like a flock like a flock of birds like out in the like leaving and then someone very faintly in the distance i'm okay <laughs> Every single fucking character, every single trope of explosion scenes in movies. All at once. All at once. Yes, exactly. Lupe just kind of levels you with a stare and just says, okay. Sure is something. Yeah, I'm not going down there. Yeah, I'm not going to send you down there. Well, I had some new ideas for some new formulas I will have for you as soon as I possibly can. Um, and there's probably another tiny explosion and that's the end of scene. I See, I was going to say, I was going to say, like, Don was like, if you want to make a deal, I could probably fix that. <laughs> <laughs> it just fades out on that. Yeah. Don's real desperate for hearts, huh? Well, here's 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 the thing. Like, I don't think she can do much in like she's not powerful at all unless she makes a deal for it. You know that scene in Hal's Moving Castle where Calster goes like, "Imagine what I could have done with your eyes or your heart." <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.